0: Hey, this is Adam DePort. We are here live. Well, it's not live because you're listening to this on iTunes, but we're at the uh, convention in Phoenix, so we're on site, and I'm here with my partner who was too lazy to make up a name for me as usual, so she has me reading the intro.
1: I can make up a name for you if you want. Not one of those, thank you.
0: So I'm here with Jeannie Walters, and this is episode 136, and we have a very special guest today. Jane Anderson, a personal branding expert. Did I get that right, Jane? That's correct. (laughs) Wonderful. And we really, she has a lot to say, but I basically just wanted to talk to her to hear her accent for a few minutes. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about what you do, Jane, Mm -hmm. and we will go from there.
2: All right. So um, I'm, a, as you said, I do personal branding. So the things that I do are things like, I particularly help people who are experts in their field. So that's, uh, and they often operate under theirname.com. So, um, so that can be speakers, authors, trainers, or even experts in, they might be in the academic space, and they also tend to, um, you know, share their research and go out and, and do that sort of thing. So they might be doing, we do things like LinkedIn profiles, um, teach presentation skills. Uh, and then also from a leadership perspective or communication, if they've got a pitch or sell themselves, cause in Australia, it's not something we do particularly well, <laughs> you Americans do it so much better. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, Australians are a pretty laid back kind of bunch. We, we figure, you know, why should I do anything about it if, you know, nothing's broken, <laughs> but it kind of is. So, um, so, um, yeah, so it's great to be able to be here and meet people like yourselves that, uh, that really get it. <laughs>
1: and, You know, we were talking about customer service a little bit and the difference between Australia and the U.S. And I'm just curious, what do you have to say about, you know, kind of the overall customer service but then specifically around the people you work with, which are these people who are basically their brand?
2: Yes. You know, I'd say the first thing that one of the things I love about coming to the U.S., is the customer service now? You might say you're kind of used to it, and you go, "Oh, really?" Or yeah, but, we have a few opinions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. maybe it's a bit maybe mixed. <laughs> but generally speaking, and even Australians will tell you this, is that they'll always say, oh, "I love going to the US. You know, the customer service is always fantastic." And and I would agree. And I remember in 2012 when I last came here, one of the things I wanted to do was to go to the Win Encore at, at, in Las Vegas, and I'd heard about all the customer service experiences there with their storytelling and all that sort of thing. So um, I get really inspired by the customer service here because in Australia it's pretty mo- pretty laid back and you're lucky if you get a smile you're lucky if you you know here it's always there's always a beautiful warm smile and it's always have a great day and i always go see how hard is that well, I, will, I will say
0: if your sample set is the win yeah, that's, um, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true you might you might have a you might have a slightly rosier view but, but we get what you're saying there're definitely cultural differences mm-hmm. in customer service and customer experience yes. and what you and i had a really interesting conversation earlier which was About how personal brands and how important it is to have a customer service, even if you're a one-person show or a two-person show. So tell us a little bit about what do you advise your clients? How do you Talk about that with the branding.
2: Mm. So one of the things I say to people, particularly when they're experts in their space, is that it's not like going through a checkout at a supermarket. It's we, your face, who you are, is what makes your business unique. And that needs to be managed completely differently than, some, than the customer service experience, particularly when something goes wrong. So I say that your personal brand or when I'm helping someone build their personal brand, it, there are three elements. One is you've got to be really clear about who you are and where you're trying to go. The second thing that you need is you need to be able to communicate that. So you can't sell a secret. So <laughs> that needs to go in things like your content on your website, how you present, how you speak, um, how you dress, your communication strategy with, its, with your blogs and social media. But the third piece, the third piece is uh, control. And control is about when things go wrong. Because if you don't manage things when, when they go wrong, then you're too self-absorbed. That's all about you. And I give the example, um, I was saying to Adam a bit earlier, I had an experience and it wasn't that long ago, but I had somebody working for me who um, I was speaking at a conference and I was just about to go on stage and she sent me a text saying, "When you need to sort this woman out, this customer's calling me a liar and there was this really really long-winded story in this text and I called her and said, what is going on? (laughs) And she said, well, this woman, her book's gone missing and I don't know what's going on but she's calling me a liar and she was really worked up about it. And I said, well, I'm just about to go on stage so... I'll have to look into it and leave it with me, but I can't think about it right now. Anyway, I came off stage and I had to go back through emails. It turned out that I was the one that did the wrong thing. She actually was an American lady and we'd accidentally posted her book to the US here, but she lived in Melbourne. Oh. And that was my fault. I'd given my assistant the incorrect address. Now what happened though was that, so it all got totally inflamed and out of control and so this customer was furious which was getting worse with my assistant. So when I got home I, and just reinvestigated it all, what I said to her is, okay, when you're in a personally branded business, you are far more connected to your customers than ever. And so one of the things I said to her is, do you know where this lady is from? And she said, no. And I said, so she is in a women's business group that I'm heavily involved in. Do you know when I'm going to see her next? (laughs) She (laughs) said, no. And I said, I will be walking in a room of 100 women and she is gonna be in that room in two weeks time. So my job in that room is to be able to present because from that presentation, I need to fill a course that is happening a month after that. So I said, what do you think is the best thing to do now? <laughs> and um, so we uh, to cut a long story short, over a $30 book, I ended up having to give her about $5,000 worth of coaching to get her to settle down. By the time um, we got through all that, she left me a beautiful book Um, box of really expensive chocolates at this hotel I was staying in in Melbourne I saw her down there she sent me flowers she just sent me an email for my birthday but the extent that I had to go to and I'm used to you know going above and beyond Mm -hmm. but what my assistant didn't realize is that when you're in a personally branded business, that's my reputation, and we're more connected. Whether it's through business groups, we know that they'll often people that we know are often in front of. It's because of a speaking event we've been at or something like that. They know us personally somehow, and so I, it so it was a real challenge just trying to help her understand that we're not a supermarket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, right. You know, it's to, it's a different game when it's your name. You don't get a name. second
0: chance when it's you, right? Yeah, I mean, you just not don't. Like Starbucks, Starbucks, messes the the first coffee they serve to somebody. They'll probably still go out the Starbucks eventually. Exactly. Right.
1: Well, yes. I think about how defensive and how emotional people get about bigger brands when they're working within a bigger organization, but when it's your personal brand, how do you coach people on that aspect of it? Because if somebody comes to you and says, I'm not happy with what you delivered that's really hard not to take very personally. Yes. <laughs> so how do you coach people through that aspect of it?
2: Yeah, I think a couple of things. I think the first thing is is what what I find with people who have personally branded businesses, particularly if they're just starting to become experts in their space, I generally, first of all, ask them, what has been your experience what's your perception of customer service? Like if what does a good job look like? What would you Then I throw some scenarios at them. What would you do if this happened? What about if that would happen? And sometimes they'll rely on an experience that they've learnt in a different business or a corporate type business. And, I, and then I'll go through and say, well, when you're in a personally branded business, you run the risk of someone jumping online and on a forum you know, your name, you only have to Google your name, then these things come up. It's not that hard for people to to destroy you. Um, so one of the things I do is ask for what's their current ex- experience in that. Um, then um, map that to what is it that they want to be known for. And then the other thing that I do is um, put in uh, sort of expectations so that because as their business is growing, they're not going to be able to deal with those things themselves. Somebody else has to, which was the same as my experience. So we have to get it written down and that has to become part of their induction for Mm -hmm. that new person coming on because the uh, personally branded customer experience around even just things like response times, Like, um, I had someone who came to me for, uh, I do a lot of LinkedIn for lead generation, and they said, "I I, I don't know how to get these leads and things like that, and I said, well, when you get an inquiry in your inbox, let's just start there, if you get an inquiry in your inbox, how long does it take for you to reply? And they said, oh, maybe a day, maybe two, three days all right? so you want to do a linkedin strategy but you're not responsive enough let's just start there and deal with what's in your inbox first so because your name is attached to this and uh and word travels fast it's not that hard to find out about you we're all connected <laughs> that's a great point and i love the expectation
1: setting that mm. proactively thinking through those scenarios because i think that's the part that people don't envision, you know, they, they think about their own success. They think about all these great things. They often don't think about the other side of that. So I really, really like that a lot. Mm. You
0: know, it was neat that I took away from your story. I didn't really think about it um, before, but was your assistant or whatever title uh, the person had, was she extra defensive because it's you, because I feel like my staff that worked for me, like my sort of my team would be extra defensive around me than they would have been like my retail business. Was that, Was that the case, and is that something you have to coach around?
2: Um, are they more
0: protective because it's you personally than it, they would be if it was the grocery store?
2: Yeah, look, I've had other staff that have worked for me that are, are like that, that they're very mindful of trying to protect me. And I think in, the, in this case, it was more about, her and protecting this woman accusing her of lying (laughs) okay let's just put all that aside (laughs) I just take all the emotion out of it Mm because it doesn't you know I'd say look we and uh, afterwards we did some work on the whole relationship bank account kind of stuff knowing well this woman's account is her perception of me now is quite low so what do we need to do to get it back up there and uh and in her case she wasn't necessarily really a protector of me, um, but more of she got her back she, up. <laughs> yeah, and she was one of one of those kinds of people that I used to find even working with her. She was quite sensitive even with me. So I. I assumed pretty early that yep this is kind of (laughs) normal behavior for her but I just didn't realize just how far Mm -hmm. getting defensive could go like I I, because I worked for I I was saying to Adam I worked for a family in Australia we have this there's a business in Australia called Mathers Shoes which is a chain of of um, retail family shoe stores. And the gentleman who set it up is a guy called Sir Robert Mathers. So he was knighted by the Queen by for his services to the business community, fundraising, all sorts of things. And I started working for them when I was 14. And that was something that he really drilled into me and as part of that family business was, you know, this is our reputation. Every decision that you make, people think I made it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: he said, our decisions have to be exactly the same. You have to think if I'm not here, and I think you guys talk about this with empowerment. You have to think what would Jane say mm-hmm. if I, were, if she's not here and I can't access her? What do I think Jane would do? Mm-hmm. And nope. making those judgment calls—that's a big yeah. part of defining
1: who you are as an organization. I think. And we talked
0: about that—that thirty-dollar book. If she had just felt empowered, she had empowered her, but she didn't feel it or didn't know she could do it, and mm-hmm. she could have just fixed it right then that's right, right yeah because proactive service is always cheaper mm-hmm. well i tell you what let's wrap up with one final question it's a it's a little bit off our topic here but it's sort of a pet peeve for well everybody in the world but jeannie and i have talked about it <laughs> well because well, you're a linkedin and branding expert yeah. you do a lot on linkedin talk to us about the linkedin sales spam it's killing us all yep. what's going <laughs> yeah. on with this how can we stop it let's spam together mm. so what, what do you advise your clients because i mean obviously we're People on LinkedIn to connect and to uh, mm-hmm. reach out to people they don't know. But, oh, my God. Yeah. It's wow.
2: gotten really big. Yeah. So
0: what, what do you advise? Yeah. Give us some tips. What? Well,
2: I think there's two things. If you're in a business where you're trying to grow your business and you go, wow, look at all these people on LinkedIn, how can I do this without being harassing or stalking them too hard? But I always say, you know, when I think about it, I remember in 2008, I got divorced and a girlfriend of mine wanted me to go out with this guy, which she worked with. And I said, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I should. I don't know that my confidence is there. And she said, "Oh, for God's sake, you're just going to coffee. Just you're not marrying the guy. Just go." And so I went, and um, and he turned up with a backpack. And I said to him, "Oh, have you just come from the gym?" And he said, "No, you never know. It might go all right. You never know. You've got to be prepared for these things." I, wow. And, whoa <laughs> and you know when you don't know whether someone's joking or not mm-hmm. then I said oh all right so you've brought like your toothbrush and everything and he said yeah and he opened up the bag and sure enough there was a change of clothes for tomorrow <laughs> wow. so I think what happens with LinkedIn it's a bit like that great <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I'm
1: just going to send this audio clip back to the spammers. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bring
0: a backpack to our LinkedIn.
2: (laughs) Here's here's this link. Listen to this before you send me any more. But I think what happens is is that When you're on LinkedIn, LinkedIn's a marathon, not a sprint. And so what you've got to do is keep visible. You've got to be able to learn to get to know people and let people get to know you. The problem is, is we go, right, I've got my backup back on. (laughs) I'm ready to move in together. Let's have a relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they're all systems going. You go, hold on. I don't even know who you are. And uh, so... You've got to let people get to know you and to do that you have to work with your content. You have Mm -hmm. to keep visible, let people get to know who you are. So, And you just do that by reaching out, just be light, be friendly, Mm -hmm. hey, I noticed you guys do this, sounds fantastic, I thought I'd offer to reach out, Um, if it's any help to you, this is what I do, but you know, love to learn more from you, then you get to know them too. Mm -hmm. So that's one if you're trying to, with your LinkedIn, grow your business. On the other hand, if you're the type of if you're being spammed by all these people, how do I control that? The one thing I would say is there are some settings that you can manage and you can ignore and block people if that's the case. But what I would say is remember that for the, there are people out there who are offering to connect with you and you might be going uh, I have no idea why this person's connecting with me. But my experience has been in the thousands of profiles we've written. Around 50% of those people who are offering to connect with you want your help, if not now, at some stage in future. People often line their ducks up. They'll see your profile and go, oh, I need, I need to save you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need you right now. Uh, so the secret is treat your profile like it's a shop. So treat it as in, you know, if you've got someone walking in your shop and they're looking around, then you would greet them and you'd say, hi, can I give you a hand with anything? Mm-hmm. So just because you're beyond a computer screen doesn't mean we have to get, you know, lose our um, personality and lose our communication skills. So I just say if someone reaches out to you and you're not sure why, just say, hi, thanks so much for reaching out. I appreciate you touching base. Is there anything I can help you with? And that way, it's like they've walked in and they've Mm -hmm. walked out. Otherwise, you've got them walking in and out and there's no opportunity there. Great advice.
0: Great, very sound (laughs) advice. All right. Well, we are here at NSA with Jane Anderson, and she has a book called Impact. Make sure to check that out. And Jane, where can people find you on the interwebs?
2: Yeah, (laughs) interwebs. It's uh, www.jane-anderson.com. Excellent. excellent.
0: Thank you so much, Jane. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And Adam.
0: And thank you so much for listening to episode 136 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Adam DePork, and you can find me at CustomersThatStick.com.
1: And I'm Jeannie Walters. You can find me at 360Connects.com. And don't forget, the show notes for this and all our episodes are at CrackTheCustomerCode.com.
0: Until next time, take care of yourself.
1: And take care of your customers.